Hi, welcome once again to Australia's favourite podcast on Australian politics by some people who are Australian. It's G'day Sausages. Excuse me, William. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just... This, I dropped my pencil. just doing it low-key this week. Just low-key. G'day Sausages is me, Will Grant. Me, CJ Josh. And returning to the big chair, Ron Toilet. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hi. Sorry, just had, to, just had to try a little bit of low-key there, but, you know... Yeah, tried it. Did Do you know hurt? why? Because you've been cheating on us on other podcasts that are less... High key. Many, maybe, maybe it infected me, infected me. But, you he know. He's a podcast yeah. slut, Will, let's face it. Oh, stop it. Don't tease in me. His I'm defense, just saying, I'm, look, so it's not a bad defense. thing. I'm just saying that's what you are. I'm not saying it's bad. No, no, no. Also, in his defense, I've been known to pawn my buttocks around podcast studios oh, to take whatever they'll give me. Nobody wants me. Yeah, no, everyone wants the can cast. And, and, <laughs> and of course, your more serious investigation that I'm not going Into, to announce for you. Yeah, okay. I could probably do that. Look, if, if I actually did any preparation or anything, it would probably be worth having me on. Uh, never start with an apology and a lie. Okay. All right, you Let's lot. But get the train back on tracks because, you know, listener, this is what we're here for. Every week we come together to help you, to help us cathart about the terrors that is... Australian, God knows what we're living in. Australian politics, what we're living in. What we're living in. It's been it's been a week. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff that we're gonna mm. cathart mm-hmm. all over. Um yep. I'm gonna dive in. I'm gonna dive in with something that uh I promised I would swear about because uh <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm Are you to. gonna say poo poo bumwee? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Sorry, spoiler alert, poo poo bumwee coming. Uh can you can you guess the topic? It involves It's very hard. It's very hard in this environment to narrow it is down it, is as it, to what um, could possibly make you sleep. I think it's employment law. Uh no. Uh, no. No, no. Nor is it stacking the High Court, but I will come is, to that is later. It, is it the IPA introducing um, real science? Oh my God! I'm <laughs> not, not yet, not yet. I'm coming to that one. I'm coming to that one later. No, it's it's well, no, it's close. It's News Limited introducing real science because this oh, week, this week, me. the big climate pivot. So earlier this week, News Limited announced a few weeks ago, uh, decided it was going to pivot on climate change. Turning from being uh, a pack of terrible trolls who have done more damage to this planet than potentially any other um, company, yeah, group or company, of people, collection of humans. Since since those people that we're not allowed to name anymore, they have done so much damage on the climate front. But they've turned around. They've they've uh, turned a new leaf, and suddenly they yeah. are going green and gold. There's jobs in the how Australia could be number one in the new global economy. How we can go green and save jobs in a net zero world. Did you know um, I saw a shot of Rupert um, from this week and he's actually had hair extensions and they are dreads. He's gone full green. What the hell? I know. Rupert's gone full green. 
So that, that when when News Limited does a wraparound, as it is mm. known in the industry, so it's a wraparound of a wraparound. So when you got the first like a reach around six, it's like a condom for the newspaper, like it's a condom for the newspaper, and then the first like uh, eight sheets, sixteen pages, whatever, are about a particular topic. So usually someone's bought it. It's usually like massive amounts of Harvey oh, okay. Norman advertising or something mm. like that, and it. It, it, it is a big deal for even these days for a print journal, you know, print outlet to do something like that. Mm. And they did 16-page wraparounds against their mastheads around Australia except for the Australian. Oh, is that right? So All I thought of them it was except everyone. the Australian. So they left the Oz alone. So the tabloids. Um, Career Mail, Herald Sun, Advertiser. Sun, the Advertiser, the to- as it's known in Adelaide, the Fertiliser. Hey. Hey, <laughs> shout out to my hometown. Nice. Um yeah, so they all they all did that, and but with different pictures, same stories, big headlines, and all with young kids, farmers looking tanned and bronzed and out in the sun, and, and all, all tradies, carbon. It's tradies and young kids, um, and miners. Yeah, uh, I just yeah, someone someone in a high vis is what I meant. Uh, so high vis high vis guy in um, I don't know, it's a lady in Adelaide. No kids, no kids there though. No, because she's but a also girl. that's not an accident, like. So picking who you put in those pictures on those organisations in an organisation that big that mm. analyses their segments, audience segments, that's no accident. Oh, and you know what? If I was if I was to hope that News Limited would go positive on climate change, uh, you know they're, they're they're talking to their base. They're saying, "Here's a bunch of you on the front cover." Uh, making cash money out of the new green economy. Uh, mm. There's a big chunk of me that says, oh, could you have done it like 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, 20 look, even? Look, I mean, look, they're doing it at all. And I know there are many reasons to delve into as for why and cynicism and so forth. They're doing it I at all. Care that, that alone like- makes me go, oh, my God. And at least they're sticking to their motif. So, like, you know, instead of having, what is it, Albo in a in a Sergeant Schultz helmet and um, Kevin Rudd dressed up as Colonel Clink. Yeah. They've they followed their pattern. They're doing and appealing to their base with strategies they've always used, except this time, weird as it is, we don't necessarily disagree. And that's very complex. So when you say appealing to the base, that's it, let's be fair to the people that buy are buying these papers. Is often it. it's a one paper town, okay? And that it, it's a one paper capital city. Is it's, it a no internet town? Just just no. Out. It's yeah. just that some people have grown up with newspapers and they like the newspaper. They get the mm. newspaper. It's part of the ritual. It's part mm. of what you do. You get the crossword every day. You it's got the horse racing in the back. It's got the footy results. It's got all these other things in it that you um, know about. So that's why it's part of your life if you're of a certain generation. Now, this is only going to hit people who are probably 50 plus at the best, I would say, in those places. Just taking a guess. Changes the election, Um, though. Changes, changes, it changes politics. It changes a heap of stuff. It changes a heap of stuff. And, and, um, I would be very interested to hear from listeners who live in these one paper towns, mm. uh, well, sorry, one paper cities to, you know, hit us up on Twitter at, at G underscore sausages and tell us whether, you know, w- what you think their audience is. What, who mm. do you think they're talking to? Because we know it's not you because you're listening to us. So clearly <laughs> you're on Unless a they hate listening trajectory. To be so, they could be hate listening. So there was the story in terms of who they're talking to. There is a story going around that uh, Mo- Morrison, 
uh, maybe went cap in hand, <laughs> cap in hand to Murdoch, and uh, knew that the the gig was up, and begged for, them, begged for them to support a transition here to change to a different tune. Or oh, did so it go the other actually... way around, though? Sorry. Could it have been? <clears throat> could be. Could be. Uh, like Murdoch, because well, Murdoch's a businessman, and it's very clear that many, many, many global businesses are saying we're not doing this shit anymore. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so they can pretend they're at the bleeding edge. Like in two months, they'll be rewriting history already and going, "No, we were there." Of course, they about? rewrite history. They're the, they're the greatest rewriters ever. They love write, rewriting yeah. history. So but, Morrison uh, can go, "Oh, like, it, it gives Morrison an excuse." But there is something um, something going around that Morrison's uh, coalition, and I mean both the coalition uh, with the Nats and also the coalition internally in the Liberal Party, is getting way more fractious on on yeah. climate change. There's a yeah. bunch of people, you know, libs like uh, Trent Zimmerman, um, a bunch mm. of others that are in moderate, very climate positive. Oh, sorts he's of always seats. been in that space. Yeah, and they're, and they're yeah. feeling really worried that they're the tail of the coalition, the Nats, is wagging the dog. And so exactly. they're attempting to wag back. But liberal moderates, obviously, obviously being champions at wagging the dog, whereas the Nats actually know how to do it. Oh, God, yeah. Do they ever? And lick their balls at the same time. I know. So the Gaslight Daily, <laughs> whichever, gaslight pa- daily. whichever city you live in. I mean, it is because, like you say, mm. they rewrite history. It's like the long, 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 long gone are the days of where a, a newspaper would be a journal of record. It's yeah. all just riddled with opinion and skew and all the rest of it. So, you know, that they, they, they will just rewrite history and people will go, oh, yeah, we've always thought that or we've always seen that and <laughs> how it goes and it's okay. Yeah, I and look, I think it's interesting. This campaign, I mean, the names associated with it are really bizarre from across many eyes. Like you got Twiggy Forest, you got Mike oh Cannon Brooks. No. Oh, look, Twiggy Forest has been um, better on climate for for a while than a lot of other. But ones. you know, what I mean, like There's you don't, you don't immediately go oh, possibly. But that's fine. The the, the, the idea. I don't that, care. I actually, yeah. To be honest, I don't care as long as it reduces the carbon emissions. I don't care. Yeah, this I, is what that's, I mean. that's what it's I think unusual. deep down. I'll, you know what? You know what sucks? Mm. Um, where you go, you know what? If News Corp spin this in two years and say, you know, we've always been the most vociferous people on climate change, mm. but it actually solves climate change or helps to solve climate change. Yeah. You know what? I'm fine. That sucks. That really sucks. No, we don't have to worry. Uh. You know, we don't have to worry because there's still hope because Andrew Bolt is a holdout. I know, right? Oh, he's a- so angry, Pam. Andrew Bolt has held out and he's he's – He's basically stood up and said, no, the climate action stuff is rubbish. It's all global warming propaganda. And he said, you know, millions of Australian readers would have got the shock this morning when they picked up their Murdoch newspapers around the country. And he's basically painting himself as this truth-telling messianic figure now. And I, I love it. That's he's what like, he's I'm always not... done. He always thinks he's Jesus he's of the truth. Now he's doing it internally, which makes it even more delicious. Oh. <laughs> but he's not going to be fired for it because because New, News yeah. Limited has well, always known that okay ninety percent of the, paper, the 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 columnists are going to stick to the party line and do what they're told. But they've mm. always known having the Philip Adams, um, the contrarian that points to a slightly different audience. And if mm. and if Andrew Bolt is not necessarily hundred percent their audience anymore, which I'm, I don't think, um, they've they've loved having that. So he's he's safe as houses. Murdoch is like yes, that's great. The rest oh, of you, perfect. the rest of you have to have to obey the party line. I just love his language, though. Like, I have to quote him because I can't help it. Like the, the language he's, he's been quoted, I know I've lost the argument. My whole company's against me. I know that against these huge players, all the big political parties, my own employer, all the media and big media outlets, 
what am I? He questions rhetorically, <laughs> screaming into the wind. Just someone on the sidelines, someone just howling on the sidelines, but telling you the truth. Oh my God. You know, but he was so given, good. he was, he said he's been assured by the editors that we will still, we still believe in debate here, unlike the ABC. Oh my Gideon. So he's free to say what he will. But he's you just know, world, you just know that like Andrew's got his own tub of margarine in the oh, News Limited yes. fridge at work. Oh, keep at, talking. At work. Yeah, keep okay. Talking. So he's got that. He takes his lunch every day or whatever. Where, where does Someone he... has gone into that tub of margarine, written fuck you in the top of it, and he is so butthurt he does not know <laughs> what to do with the whole thing. He, you know what he, he knows what to do? He knows he knows how to think of himself as the freedom martyr. And oh. he is he is looking into the mirror and doing things to himself to think he's about he's looking at himself in the mirror and going and andy andy boy this is what we trained for yeah you've worked your whole life for this this yeah. is the moment this is finally step come. up oh, i'm even against my own employer i'm sorry i've got to the stage of where i don't care if it's murdoch that saves the planet no. somebody just fucking do it you know like i i yes i know it grates and all the rest of it but my god yeah, big picture, people. Big picture. Oh, I know, but God, it grates. It hurts. God, it, God, it hurts. Oh, you've been such a turd for so long. And I to go know. and pretend you're not a turd. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and the irony that in all the name of economic interests or self-interest, it's still going to turn around and be economic self-interest that will save the day. Hey, hey. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Stop being so hey, profound. Did, hey, did William Shatner come back from space? I- yeah, and in one piece. Oh, really? Yep. 90-year-old okay. Billy Boy Shatner, fucking fantastic. Oldest person hey. ever in space. Uh, that is just fantastic. I am young, very, very, very happy about I think about Rupert that. Murdoch should go to space. That'd be nice. So do stay I. There. So do I. Actually, Possibly no, Lachlan, Lachlan. No, Lachlan should go into space because Murdoch, Rupert's gone on his own. He's a scary one. Yeah. And Lachlan's also, dangerous. Jerry Hall, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. Brian Ferry, Mick Jagger, and then Rupert Murdoch. Sister, can we talk? Like, no, no, honestly, no, I want to get her down well. and like sit down with a few cocktails and say, okay, first one was for fun, second one was for, you know, yep, definitely have babies with Mick Jagger. I would have babies with Mick Jagger. But what the fuck? This is perfect arc of life, Siege. This is perfect arc of life. Youngest, hottest and weirdest, she gets Brian. Then gets into no, but she she was always she's sense. always been the younger one, and the, anyway, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah. it makes sense now. She gets to that point where she goes, you know what? I'll take Rupert now because yeah, what well, because what me. Mick's not worth enough, and I've had I'm five sure, kids with him. I'm sure that Rupert has a gift of the gab. Is that a euphemism? Oh, uh, no, that. and yes, it's not. No, no I not, think no. I think is it pronounced gabble 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 gabble? I'm sure. I'm sure that you, you have a chat with him at a party. He'd be he'd be bloody interesting. Whilst evil, you know, be like, yeah, that'd be. You okay, Sid? No, I just threw up a bit in your mouth. <laughs> I thought you threw up all over the floor. For listeners at home, I, I think Sid like, just vomited up her din din. Just chucked up my dinner. All That's right. Um, look, uh, we're going to keep going with climate because um, there's mm. still heaps more. Um, obviously, you know, one of the one of the sidelines there is Morrison is working hard to pivot the good ship idiot. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, on the good ship idiot, there are people that want to turn it to the other direction, but there is, um, oh, there are the clowns in the back of the car that uh, are oh, not. Oh, is that the Nationals? It's the Nationals. It's the Nationals that are not helping. So a whole bunch of Nats have been poking their head up left, right, and centre oh to try and help Scott Morrison um, not turn or something. So Bridget McKenzie, what did you. What did you <gasps> 
I heard that in I heard the interview live on Radio National yesterday mm-hmm. morning. And she had this pattern that she decided to go into the interview with, which was so as soon as Fran Kelly started speaking, she go, Fran, Fran, Fran. That's not the nationals position. I've said this to you before. Da 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 da. Spin, insert spin, repeat, Fran, Fran, Fran. Now, this went on for like 12 minutes. Good it God. was astounding. It was astounding. And she kept saying, and she kept talking about an, uh, an otherness, as in the government's not doing this, you know, sort of thing. And <laughs> Frank Kelly's going, uh, you're part of the government. You're and she's going, oh, no, we're not. Because uh, we don't meet until Sunday and they're having a meeting tomorrow and we they won't have our input so it doesn't count. And oh. It was like, la, 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 la. I was seeing wow. one quote here. I'm not going to go into confidential discussions. You'll have to ask the Liberal Prime Minister. Uh, yes. <laughs> because it's the Liberal Party's plan. And it's like it's the Liberal Party's plan. And it's, when can it's we have a national Prime Minister as God intended? Never. I know. And it and they don't understand this whole thing of a coalition. They've they've never been very good at that, quite frankly. Oh. But it, mm. they've they've well, they got their they, due out of it. They they have milked mm. that shit for a lot. Oh yeah, well they mm. they have in that sense. But it, it it's also the idea that they're obviously shut out of something, and they're really hurt about it, and they keep they're trying to distance themselves from things. I don't think it's as three dimensional chess as. Well, um, the Nats oh, we'll... playing three-dimensional chess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just heard myself then and I just you made know it He's there you again. What the... is this chess what business? Is this chess thing you Barnaby steps back and he's got a pawn up each nose. Yeah, uh... totally. Watch me. I can play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst touching my own. He can also at least quote some Latin. Can he? What did you do? So, you know, yeah, because yeah, no, he, he went to, what is it, St. Ignatius School for Old Fashioned Business? Therefore, he got some Latin. Oh, I'm sure. Um, all right, what's some other gnats? So um, Little Proud uh, wants the states to compensate farmers for ancient stuff back in the day. Because all, you know, a big part mm. of Australia's Kyoto, uh, the only success we've had under the Kyoto plan was because of we stopped a whole lot of land clearing and he wants farmers to be retroactively paid for all of that from the states, but not, not the federal government. they job. paid at the mm. time? I'm sorry, but I think they were paid at the time. Oh, but more, need more, need more. Yeah, insufficient. Oh um, so God. more ambit claims of garbage, I think, would be the summary. But the one, the, the nat that I really like, the um, or don't like, uh, but mm. you know, uh, mm. who poked his mm. head up? We know um, Matt Canavan, uh, and I love this. I love this. Um, he so one of the things that um, has been going around that if we don't take action on climate, then we expose ourselves to a whole bunch of financial risks, including <laughs> increased um, interest rates from the international um, uh, lending Monetary authorities. Funds yeah, all, all that, that kind of stuff. Kind of yeah. So we get yeah. interest increase, and he's he's saying, well, if that does happen, we should tell the international banks to bugger off. Some things are Good worth call. are worth paying for. The Queensland Nat declared. If we are asked to pay just a bit more on our mortgage, I think we should probably do that. So he's arguing, he's arguing to not do anything about climate change, we should all pay more on our mortgage, which I think is is got to be a totally brave position for any Australian politician to ever take. You know, that not is amazing. That more. is an amazing but, disassociation yeah. from the rest of the world. That shows how barmy he's gone, just to yep. be seen and heard. That's oh. it. 
Massively, massively. Like, at what part of your brain do you as a politician go, I think Australia would, would relish paying more on their mortgage? Like, uh, what, the, what the battlers need is to pay more for shit I just said. I don't even remember what it was anymore. Yeah, he's um he's an immense clown though. Like he's award winning. So he's, he's an award winning clown, and he's a lot taller PM. than I thought because I saw him in Costco, is he? and I, I I did not ram him with my trolley. What was he buying? <sighs> Look, I w- lube. <laughs> what and no, cat food? Like lube and cat food. Lube of cat food. Yeah, like just seriously, it's one of those moments of where you go, you had your opportunity, you didn't do it. Everyone's disappointed in you. I felt that way when I saw Peter Credlin um, at the Fishwick Markets and I was looking at it going, what do I do here? Like, this is an opportunity. And then I got so frozen. I didn't know what to do. I met uh, Penny Wong and I can't remember her wife's name um, when they had uh, their brand new baby um, at a hipster cafe. That was nice. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but we, we both different. had brand new babies at the time. It was very, it was very bonding. That's that's a nice. That's the bonding moment. I know. This that's why like, I'm pivoting to nice things. Yeah, it's like, do I ram you with my trolley or do I just yell at okay, you? I'll give you, I'll give you one more bad one then. So I was at the Prime Minister's Awards for Science a hundred years ago when John Howard was Prime Minister and standing in this big tent on the shores of Lake Billy Griffin, and at one point he walks past me in the crowd and I looked down on this tiny little bald gerbil toothed man and I thought. And you know that moment like when you, you're on the top of a bridge or a cliff and you think, should I jump or not? You yeah. get that little moment. You could be the shoe guy. I had that guy. moment you could be the about shoe elbowing guy. him in the head. <laughs> I know. And I thought and, I could get it in. I would have hit him. Like I could have broken his jaw. I would have gone to jail forever, blah, blah, blah. But I could have broken his jaw right there and then. You oh. could have been that guy that nutted um, Tony Abbott down in Hobart. A lot worse though. Abbott can take hits to the head. Howard would have like, exploded. <laughs> he would have exploded like a Christmas ball. Uh, I know. We do not advocate. This podcast does not advocate violence. Yeah, I didn't None of it. us have exactly. done it. I actually didn't do it and neither did you, Siege. No, <laughs> I didn't. But it was all. But also, I hated myself for having you and having the thought. And I just thought, why? That is terrible. Don't That's hate yourself terrible. for thought crimes. No. That's your okay. actions. Judge by your actions. Judge yeah, by my actions. Thought actions okay. are the problem. Okay. Uh, we'll come to our friend, ex Prime Minister Abbott, in a, in a little bit. But let's. let's oh, God, uh, I've forgotten you know, Prime Minister. We shouldn't, Jesus, we shouldn't uh, go off the climate theme for a bit. No, no, please. Because, continue. Siege, I know that questions on notice, you said, give me all the oh. juice, give me the lowdown, give me the, the no, what's going on. I've actually got quite a series of questions about this. Of COP. Tell us. Of COP. Okay, so. Conference question of parties. One, how do you spell on, it? Question one. Conference of parties. It's a it's a party party. That's what it is. Okay, so COP twenty six. Conference it's the twenty six party of parties. Is it? What's the twenty six for? I don't know. Like it's, it's, the, it's the year 2026. 20, definitely. That's definitely. I it. thought you knew about this shit. Well, let's just it say it might be the num- number of times. Like they started whatever was twenty six years ago, Rio or something like that. Oh no! Well, that's what I was going to say because <laughs> I remember Rio. Like that's the first time I remember something like this. Mm-hmm. Happening when they murdered homeless people. Her name was Rio and she did they did they murder homeless people? I mean that sounds no, totally sorry, that Brazil. Was Duran, oh, what, was Duran Duran, Duran murdered homeless people? Yeah, let's no, no. Rio apparently before the the summit they were famed for clearing the streets. Shall we oh, say fuck, of undesirable? Yeah, clear, it depends how you clear the streets. Not it's all terrible. It's all terrible. But apparently they just did it about with, every big, say, big event. No, they cleared the street with with great prejudice. Was the rumor. oh, I did not Jesus. know that. I apologize. Yeah. That's For the bad. climate, man, like pay more on okay, your mortgage. Okay, so what I know is Rio, Kyoto, Paris. Yep. Now is Copenhagen, in Glasgow, Copenhagen, Madrid, Mexico City. But well, there are others. Oh yeah, they, they come all the time. Uh, like there's there's one but, every. But, but why is this 
why is this one looming so large in my life to the point of where I don't actually watch the news anymore? Okay, I stopped watching the news about, for anyone who listens to this podcast would understand, I stopped listening to the news about three months ago um, because COVID, just over it. And I it, and it's managed to seep through to my life. COP26 has seeped through to my life even. So I'm like, yep. how mm. can it be this big and why they, they come in? They come in sort of different sizes. Like they're all doing the same sort of thing. It's a it's a conference of all of the parties to the um uh well the IPCC or the another climate change convention. Uh, but uh, they come in different sizes because there's sort of cycles in in what they're ready for. So okay. some of them are sort of updates of of what the negotiations are, and some of them like Kyoto and Paris. Uh, are moments when we need to re, uh, negotiate a new regime. We reset yeah. the bar. Yeah, yeah. we're we're we're, we're re-establishing. Okay, what's the next bar going to be? Commitments right. are yeah. made. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so, that- so we're we're moving past the Paris commitments now. Is okay. The, is so we're up to we've got to set new stuff and we've yep. got to do shit. Yeah. Okay. So my next question is, who who is who goes to this? Uh look, there's there's a lot of hanger on us, um, and there's a lot of okay. people that go into Hangers it. Hangers on. Yes, indeed, hangers on. Um, I you. did like hanger oners though. It's it's it's, it's like attorneys general. Yeah, you know. no, no, no. I, I like I like the good pluralization. It's it's just fun. Uh, diplomats are the are the essential core. So this is the work of this is done by diplomats and prime ministers and and like climate change or environment ministers and things like that. Angus Taylor. Yeah, he could yes. go. He could go. It, you know, it, it is open to them. There is a huge bunch of other people that there, that are there as well. Uh, so apparently so, Twiggy's going, he said on Radio yep. National this morning. Oh, is that right? So, so there's a lot of um, non-state actors of different sorts, lots of, of scientists that are doing climate change work go, uh, a lot of observers of different types, a lot of activists that are doing all of the side events and attempting to convince people. But deep down, deep down, the big negotiations are, you know, what's going to be in the final communique type thing, yep. which is agreed to diplomats doing the negotiation but by heads of heads of government like it's um when it comes down to it it's what will china and america agree and obviously other countries like european union japan india um, for example yeah all of the countries what will they agree to be like the the takeaway um at the end and so there's a lot of there's a lot of negotiation work and and they're trying to drag each other to a position that they can all agree on and copenhagen failed they didn't quite get to that agreement so yeah, and, and to I, be fair, when, when Copenhagen was on, people were talking a lot about how this is our last chance, and there was a lot of stop it. That's climate denial talk, right there, right there. No, it's all over no, now. no. There it's has never now. been a last chance until except for this, this one. one, this one, yeah, this one. No, yep. but again, good point. Good point. So I, no, I, I, I think I think in fairness, um, all of the previous ones have been good chances at stopping shit like the whole you know terrible bushfires and shit that we've got. Like we've got mm. a, we've got a, mm. a baked in climate. tornadoes. Yeah, well, but we're baked in for pretty much one point five degrees. We've had two recently, have you? Oh. Um, oh, yeah, New South Wales had another tornado today. What yeah, the what fuck? the fuck? I've never heard of that before in my entire life, and now there's been two in the last month. Mm. Yeah, anyway. that's all because we're I, better at detecting tornadoes now. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. There's not more autism. If we didn't it's test just the tornadoes so much, exactly. we wouldn't have so many. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's it. the problem. <laughs> So, okay, back to my question. So, who's going? So, who's not going? Who uh, doesn't participate? I'm in, not going. In the, well, I'm not either. Me like, too, who can me go too. anywhere? Look, People it, who aren't in lockdown. It's, it's not have the. It's not deep down a science function. Like scientists will be there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's it's not a it's not a science conference. Um, mm-hmm. 
it is it is a conference of governments where they're doing. So it's the a go- policy conference. It's a policy conference um, where governments are negotiating. It's a policy about- intention conference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so still, this would be you know governments have to take this if they agree, they have to take it back and legislate. But because they all represent governments, there is still at least a decent chance that we agreed to this, so we should probably do what we said we would. It. But it's not a science conference. There'll be scientists there, and they'll be they'll be talking through, um, you know, what the latest science is from the IPCC report, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. scientists. Don't do the lead on this. This is this is about making decisions. It's about policy stuff and that. So I I had the privilege once of um, privilege. I don't know if it was or not, but mm. being in the room when the Chogham committee was coming out with their communique. Uh huh. All right. So and recently? it it no no not recently. I just love the word Chogham. Oh no, Chogham. it's been a Chogham's a while ago now because because Morrison's was that in Coolum? Chogham Chogham in Coolum. Chogham in Coolum. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, but it is hell, okay? So you start off with kind of a skeleton thing and it's basically um, like massive – it's like watching – if you ever look up YouTubes of um, really good Mahjong players playing Ooh. and all the, all the tiles That's what I was watching around. just so, before we pressed record. Oh, no. Obviously, so, the next podcast in the G'day Studios uh, studio will be just – I don't know, commentary on Mahjong games? Absolutely. So a massively fast Mahjong game um, doing cut and paste and trying to listen to the the right voice and get it and get it right and mm. then do the word count and then, you know, do all that sort of stuff. And and the finessing of the words, you have no – I mean, I am a massive pedant when it comes to structuring a sentence and where the really? verb goes and all the da, da 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 and you've got no idea until you've done something like that. So the people who produce those communiques, hard out to you. Like oh. that is just really big work. Um, so my next question about the COP26 is um, how much shit are we in? How much shit are we in? You mean the world or, I mean, or Australia? Well, I mean the planet. Can I just expand it? It's very, it's camp- very, 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 very hard to not have 1.5 degrees baked in. The key thing is, key thing is, even if we collapse in our carbon emissions right now, like if we yeah. if we switch off overnight and we 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 absolutely stop carbon emissions, it's very hard to we we we'd probably peak at like 1.4 uh, degrees, and that's if we all literally went to live in caves. Um, okay, so one point. Oh, what that what that means is the the atmosphere is still going to warm for the next probably the next century from emissions. Inertia, we, mate. Inertia. What is yeah. it? Climate inertia, atmospheric it takes, inertia. Whatever. It takes a while yeah. for the carbon that we put out and and that we put out in the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands to actually uh, capture all of that heat. So it's going to take like we have got this baked in. It's still going to keep warming even if we stop. Now, mm. best best projections, or no, the business as usual. If we don't really mm-hmm. do anything and we keep growth, we are cooked. I think my my feeling on business as usual, we probably peak out maybe six degrees, where you have like literally um, billions of people die, and we probably stop heating the planet at that point. Probably because it takes more energy to heat it each more, where industrial society is gone. So mm. at some point, I think, and humans will probably survive that. But um, not some. You some. Think, well, oh some. no, yeah, it'd be it'd be literally ten percent of of what there is now. Mm. Um, much more likely, you know, the sorts of scenarios where where we we're getting net zero at twenty fifty or twenty sixty by China. It's looking to be somewhere in between one point five and two point five degrees. Um, seems plausible in those sorts of scenarios. Two point five is getting pretty scary. That's um, pretty scary. Like, I mean, we're talking, and about- that's even scary for you know white people. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, I know. Wait a minute. That's what I was just about to say. I mean, like, so you, you can forget about all your Pacific Islands at 2.5. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. We're yeah. starting to be in danger of having to forget about many of them kind of now. Sort of soon, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, and we both, I mean, we both, we three all know that our microphones are on. Yeah, both three of us, Do you remember when they, yep. they did the hot mic and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Dutton and Peter Scott Dutton Morrison. Peter Dutton is saying, Dutton oh, it's lapping up at their it? huts or whatever, and, oh, yeah. that microphone's hot. And you're like, yeah, that's actually what you really think. So it was Dutton, Abbott and Morrison. Yes. It was, it was and when Morrison Abbott was, was, was the one that spotted that yeah. the microphone No, was I think Dutton was the one who said it was, it was oh, a hot mic. I thought it was no, Dutton. No, I think Dutton, Dutton said the, it. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Hit us up on Twitter to tell us if she's wrong and I'm right because that's how I Stop it. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, look, so, look. But it's also like I know I know you guys are talking about, so we, we went back as far as Rio and I think that was the late mid-90s. Yeah, like 95 or something. Earth 95 I think it was. Cause, mm. um, that'd that'd yeah, be why anyway. 26 years later is now. Yeah, okay, I know. got it. Math- what are you, an actuary? You're an actuary. I am. You know that. But I rem- okay, I remember like in 1973, I can remember there being all these news stories about if we don't do these things, you know, we're not going to have any trees and we're not going to have things and therefore if we don't have trees, we- it was like a BBC kind of um, four corners thing of there won't be any paper. You won't be able to have paper. Okay, so this is before the internet and all those kinds of things. Paper was kind of important. Yeah, I get it. And, and I remember seeing it and as a young child going, holy shit, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And so like tearing out any three blank pages of my exercise book and keeping all the, <laughs> all the paper. And I had a stack about two feet high in my wardrobe. Look, I do, you, do you still have time. that? Look, well, it's I, I a different think, stack, but it's pretty much. Still I think, got stack. I think there, there have been panics before that have proved either weird. You know, we were worried about stuff, and it turned out we were wrong. So, so people were worried. Or, about, or, people or worried things about changed. Earth like or, someone said, but, "We're going if we keep doing deforestation at the rate that we're doing it, we're not going to have these things." Exactly, like exactly. Change it. This is the thing. Change it's, it. It's, it's like the Millennium Bug. There's a whole bunch of people. Oh, you panicked over nothing, and it's like, no, you know we what? Fixed it. You, they fixed it. They they did a whole lot of work and fixed it. You bloody clowns. You know, people are yeah, like, you guys suck. There, there the wasn't a problem. Blow them up to six degrees, you were all wrong. It's like, yeah, that's the way to measure this. Yeah, totally. that's the way to, yeah, like, that's the way to get us. And but also, know. look, I mean, the, even the, the most concerned climate people acknowledge the word complex comes up a lot. These are very, yeah. very, very complex. complex. Yeah. And so you tweak one variable that you may not have even have thought to take into consideration today that might become apparent tomorrow. And that could have all kinds of positive and negative spin-offs and so forth. So of course, at times the models aren't going to be as sweet thing, as you hope. The other That's thing the as nature well of them. is, is some, some of these panics that people bring up are, are like one person going, did you know we might, you know, something mm. there might be, the, if, mm. if I calculate the amount of horse manure in the streets of a city, you know, when we're right and suddenly it will be everywhere. I extrapolate and, that uh, to the nth uh, degree. It's, it's yeah. one person. The IPCC has been the most worked over science project there has ever been. Like there's, Mm -hmm. you know, it combines so many people and so many pieces of evidence that it's just ridiculous uh, to compare. Hello, Mark, friend of the pod. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) So it's it's ridiculous to compare these things. So I think it's. um, But it's also, I I think, you know, I had this moment the other day of going, God, COVID-19, we don't know what the full effects of COVID-19 are yet. We Mm. are in the, the, at best, I think, the first, I actually think we're in the best of the first 
third of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Um, it's me. That's just me it. as a it. human. Um, yep. oh, I reckon we're about half to two-thirds of the way. Okay. No, no, we're 98%. Like it's Yeah. Okay, so that tells us more about our personalities than anything else. But it's also, I think, well, thank God, because, like, there's less flights now and there's less all of that sort of stuff going on than there was before. It's kind of like after 9-11 when they went, oh, look, you can see stuff in the sky, which we couldn't see before because it was full of planes and emitting shit. It does teach us we can do things differently. Well, it does teach us we can do things differently and we can do them quite quickly and we can adapt quite quickly. So all we need is decent Murdoch motivation. Boom, got it. There is that. And that is and problem solved. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you, Rupert. Thank you, Uh, Andrew, thank you. Did you you say Prince Charles was involved? Oh, Chuckles, yeah. um, So there was an interview in the the English medias uh, where Prince Charles is being asked about COP26, et cetera. What Charles. do you think? You know, Charles is a strong... He's, he's one person. He's Prince Charles. Prince Charles, that's true. There's only one of him. He is not a plural man. He's barely a single man. But um, he... He's definitely not single. Was, no, I mean as in one individual. Oh, he's not single. Oh, don't get me on that. Multiple affairs. I mean, come on. Anyway, that's a different podcast, isn't it, Siege? No, it wasn't multiple affairs. It was one. It was the Rottweiler. That was it. Boom. There were heaps. Mike drop. He was a Roger and a Royster. So anyway, he was um, spoken to by a, a, a British journal um, asking about Glasgow Climate Change Conference, blah, 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 blah. And then the, the BBC interviewer said, Scott Morrison, the Australian PM, isn't even certain that he could make it to the meeting in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I, was, I watched this, this snippet of the video and Charles did classic Charles. Hey, is that what he said? Hmm. Mm. And then he went on to, like, but it was, a, it one, was a classic. One wonders. Yes, it was a royal disapproving, hmm. Mm. And then he went on to sort of talk about how important the rest of it was and the point is, what does he say? The point being that this is the last chance saloon. He probably said yep. salon. If we don't really take the decisions that are vital now, it's going to be almost impossible to catch up, et cetera. But he, um, he gave a long royal pause and musing at the idea. He looked, he looked genuinely confused that that would be an option that Morrison would consider. Yeah, but also people are poo-pooing that, and it's kind of like, yeah, I'm sorry, people, but we are still part of the we are part of the Commonwealth, and also a head of state is actually the Queen, and that is Charles's mum, and Charles is the next in line, and you might want to delude yourself and think that you're not part of all of that, but you are, and (laughs) he's pissed off. Lectures from Siege. But, no, but, I just I, look. Look, it's just it just annoys me when people go and dismiss it because actually, no, I mean, Charles and I am no fan of Charles, but Charles <laughs> has always been extremely good on the environment and conservation and things like that he ever has. since he was a young lad. But he um he went on in this interview. I didn't I didn't capture any of it because it was just interesting though. But he um he he's not happy about it and he's he's very clear about what needs to happen. But he also said I don't. I'm paraphrasing. It, like you would have seen in the Crown, it's not the place of the royal family to comment no, directly comment on politics on and policy. And he, he re- except just to clarify, he where, where it does affect the Queen's interests, and she is able to veto policy. Of course, but he he did he did basically repeat that and re reassert that that was the case. So he kind of went, hmm, that seems odd. So British gentleman's version of holy fuck that guy's a holy maniac. Holy fuck that guy's a maniac. And yeah. then went on to say, of course, one does not comment on policy and politics and blah, 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 blah. It is not one's place. Well, yes. When is the next season of The Crown coming out? Just Should to buy the soon. Buy. Hopefully it's soon. Oh, next, year, hot, next year. Hot we've had it. We've yeah, had it. Hot we've had it this year. Oh, I hope so. 
Uh, one final, one final climate story. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following um, uh, the story of Peter Ridd from James Cook University, uh, <laughs> sacked and then uh, yeah. said he should have his job back, and then took it to the high court and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, so, so that finally uh, got through the high court, and Ridd lost. So. James Cook University were um, set, established as having the right to fire him for the things that he said about his fellow scientists at James Cook University. Basically, about he, the Barrier Reef, yeah, he, rub, he, he rubbished their science the- on the on the Barrier Reef. So he said, he said, oh, you can't trust you can't trust their science or something like that. Um, so he, he's dissing on dissing on people. He's dis, he was yep. dis, dissing on people, and it was basically James Cook said you can't do that. And I think there was a, a little bit of without dis- the foundation of some facts and back data and yeah. shit like that. There, there yeah, was okay. disciplinary yep. back and forth. Um, he stuck to his ground, and they stuck to their ground and said, "Okay, buddy, um, you don't need to work here anymore." Uh, he took it to the high Ooh. court, um, and it was a it was a sort of last ditch, all or nothing case. And the high court said, "No, they've they've got the right to fire you for that." But uh, he's he's got a new job. Um, what is it? The Institute for Public Affairs has oh, decided this is the kind did. of guy that they need to do a project for real science. Uh, I did not actually know that those two stories linked up, I have to yeah. say. Yeah. I yeah. did not know. I knew but, of uh, the two stories. I did not link that. Get ready for the new podcast, Real Science with the IPA. It's going to be a real what page. Do you know, just like, just like there is a Centre for the Public Awareness of Science, which is yes, an august and noble uh, centre that supports amazing podcasts like The Wholesome Show, I think there yeah, might be loose, there will but... be a, a different version from the Project for Real Science. There will be, I don't know what they'll call it. The... I think it's great. It's as, as I was saying to you science. on the text. No, of course they, they will. Of course they will. You get rid of the difficult bit in the title. The ironic stuff is in the title and then you get on with it. But also what I think is great for us, William, from the Wholesome Show perspective is, and CPAS, we finally have a nemesis. I know. I know. I know. We finally have a nemesis. I know. You need an enemy to go up against (laughs) and fight. Yes. That makes the world of difference. And now we have one. It is Oh, no, in, 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 in defence, I, I think that we we at the Centre for Public Awareness of Science, and I'm not speaking for all of us, I'm speaking for some of us, uh, we appreciate yeah. anyone who who is keen on doing doing and supporting the best possible science that there is. So, if, Peter, if you're if that's what you're doing, sounds great. I question question your bosses though; they they don't have a great track record. No. What are you talking um, about? Oh, Tudge, Tudge and Rid. Uh, Tudge and Rid, uh, which I not don't the name of a new condom. Tudge and Rid, <laughs> yeah, or, or a kids' cartoon, <laughs> or a really bad series. Like I know, no, it's like Oakley's. Tudge and Rid. This is two bumbling British detectives <laughs> trying to solve a murder in a little town. It actually sounds more like a fly spray. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Insect repellent spray on your Tudge and Rid. Yeah, but I don't know why, because you get the Rid, and this one's the Tudge and Rid, and you're like, yeah, I know. Do well, I need just... to get the Tudge one as well? Like, what well, the Tudge, the Tudge has SPS, uh, SPF 50, so you also get sun protection. Anyway, uh, Tudge has said regarding Peter Rid, we need a culture in our universities of accepting and welcoming o- o- open, robust debate, even if sure. some feel offended. And then he said, I will certainly not be supporting a curriculum doc that has Anzac Day as a contested idea. It's offensive to the diggers, all of our veterans, which I think is interesting because on one hand he says open and robust debate, but you're not allowed to debate but stuff like that. But you're not like allowed our... to diss on Anzac Day. Yeah, yeah. Also, what? That also, doesn't, what? What was it? Like, don't agree I mean, with Anzac Day? Do you what know... Like, I, don't, I think... Uh, no, I you think have to love Anzac Day. It's compulsory to love Anzac Day and say that oh. our diggers our diggers were fighting for the freedom of um, the people in the Ottoman Empire uh, to, to um, 
not go not go to the beach there. So to, to be clear, we, we freedom of speech, yes, but freedom of love, no. We we will tell you what to love. Yes. Well, Good. so Anzac Day, like, okay, me being the is your wedding year, anniversary. Is- yeah, it is. But Ooh. also, it wasn't a big deal. Like, it really wasn't a big deal until John Howard made it a big deal. And it, it, that is a, that is an, I will, you know, dine over that one. That is absolutely true. And there used to be Anzac Day marches and people would participate and be, um, respectful and do dawn services and things like that. But it wasn't the big, shebang that it is these days. And people didn't go to Gallipoli to, participate in an Anzac Day service as Australians with their backpacks and get pissed and have it on a big screen and all that kind of stuff that happened Before Howard? Before Howard. I re- no, it did sure. not. I will I will die on a spike. I, it did not happen. Not not having actual memory of, of it that much, but I actually ner- nerded out and read a paper on this once and Howard did do a whole lot of work to really change it into something different. Yeah, right. Yeah, he changed it. He changed it into a huge big thing that it wasn't before. And it took hmm. a long, 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 long time for me to realise that um, growing up, like going, you know, primary school and you'd have the assembly and they'd play the, the last post and you'd do your little prayer and whatever in assembly. And and then to find out we lost. I didn't know that for like donkey years before I found out that Australians, like we did not do well at that. And, but you know who, and did, then, you know who did worse? You know who did worse at Anzac Day? The, the, the Churchill. No, oh, Churchill. Churchill did pretty bad. Churchill was the the. He came the back, but um, but uh, more French and British troops died um, at Gallipoli. Yes, they did. That yeah, you're absolutely right. And but it, the way that Anzac them, Day is is portrayed is if if you ask most, I, I dare to bet that oh, if we you were bet, saving Jesus literally, like Jesus mm-hmm. was there, and we got him down off the cross. But if you, you ask, you know people, who I blame? Like, did the I blame Mel Gibson. Yes. <laughs> And that whistle blowing and that Mark Lee doing the running. Uh, so there you go. So um, freedom of debate except for on uh, anything offense, uh, offensive to the diggers. Um, all right. And you don't want to be offensive, but also don't do this and praising shit. Also, if you want to prove it's offense to the diggers, let me talk to those diggers who are offended, no? All right. Well, let's, do a, let's pivot now to a uh, sex, uh, segment we haven't done for a while. It's... What's Corporal Cutthrough been up to? <laughs> Albo, I have no who likes idea, a beer after and work. that sums that up. That's Albo, it. That's Albo it. loves a beer after work. I Albo loves beer. So supposedly, oh. I only caught this today via our very good friends at Crikey, obviously big supporters of the show, just because I haven't heard of it is irrelevant. But um, apparently, um, Albo was at a uh, state labour conference on the weekend, and he announced a 10-point plan to boost domestic manufacturing. <laughs> Way to go, champ. Yeah, I know, right? What fucking year was he doing? How many 10-point plans did Tony Abbott come up with? None, because he couldn't count beyond three. Tax the tax. Like, like, where's the 10-point plan? Like, say it 10 times. Come on. This is the New South Wales. Yeah, New South Wales Labor Conference. And so classic small target kind of behaviour. Also... Talking about how you should, as it was put in this article by uh, what was it? Kishore Napia Raman um, from Crikey, uh, manufacturing fetishism, which is something that both sides of the aisle can agree with. There's a history of this, you know, buy Australian, keep yeah. Australian, blah, 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 blah. So, again, 
he speculates, and I don't think he's necessarily wrong, that if you keep these small, non-controversial statements, they're, they're still spooked by how Bill Shorten went out with, you know, the problem uh, with franking credits is your actuarial policy. tables and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they've decided, well, if you have any kind of policy detail that's even controversial or has detail, oh. that's bad. You know what so I let's saw? announce horseshit by Australian. I saw going through Twitter the other day. It wasn't it wasn't Labor Party advertising, um, so we can't blame them for that. But it was someone made a meme. You know, it's a picture of Albo looking looking as Albo as he can, uh, <laughs> and it's something like Scott Morrison only has a two percent two percent lead. We only need two percent, and it's like yeah. we, we only need two percent against Albo. It's just like set your target right on the floor, and you are going to miss it. Like where is the freaking oh, vision? God. You know, you everyone know, knows you kick to the car park. <laughs> Like, seriously. You don't kick to the goal. You kick beyond the goal, mate. It's Runs like, on the ball. What was uh, Obama? Obama, the, the audacity of hope. Here's the audacity of just a tiny bit. Just, 2%. Just, we the only audacity need, of 2%. We only need 2%. Yeah. Oh. The audacity of mediocrity. It's oh. just ridiculous. How can you be more forgettable? How can you be more forgettable? Don't don't talk at all. That's all he's oh, got that left. Be kind of, that'd be kind of cool. It is kind of depressing. Like if he did like mis- mystery guy, you know, like like the mysterious dude at the party, like, oh, I just come here and talk. You know. With a beret and a twirly moustache yeah. that say nothing. <laughs> if, if Albo wore a beret and a twirly moustache, I would vote the oh. shit out of that. <laughs> I still think he, he should have gone with the only the only slogan that would have got me to vote for Tony Abbott would it would be if he'd looked straight down the barrel of the camera and said, vote for me, Australia, I fucking dare you. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, I don't want to see where this goes. <laughs> I feel like Albo needs his version of do, that. Do you know who had that slogan? Slogan happened in America very recently. Yeah, very I was going to say, I'm very pretty recently. sure that was kind of the there was Trump this guy. One. There was this guy. What was his name? He's not on the Forbes um, richest list anymore. He's was he not ever? happy? He got docked. He got dropped. What, what number? Podcast. What number? How far do they go down to? No, no, like five. Five hundred. Five, four, four, five hundred. He's below five hundred. <laughs> He's below five hundred. He's fucked. Anyway. His old man would be spinning in his grave, talk, calling him a loser. He'll be back. Uh, oh, he'll be president in 2025. No, he won't. Uh, Rod, you said something to continue with um, the ALP. Uh, mm-hmm. branch, stacking? branch stacking? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on in Victoria and continuing. To, just to prove we're bipartisan, or is it bipartisan? Bipartisan. Yeah. Um, so Anthony Byrne, the MP for Holt. An electorate I've never heard of, but why would I? Because I live in Canberra. Because it's care about an ex-prime else. minister who went for. No, he's still alive, man. Back. He could still be prime minister. You don't yeah. know. He's just no, prime minister. No, if you don't turn up, if you don't turn up for a little while, you lose the job. Like you don't keep really? it until you're dead. You sure? Yeah, you've got to attend a number of meetings, otherwise yeah. you get dumped. Oh well, I'll remember that next time I'm prime minister. But the, the there was a lot of toing and froing and angriness because it sounds like there's a lot of branch stacking going on. They're making up fake people and joining them up. <laughs> Like it's it's hardcore old school bullshit branch stacking, no denying it as far to as what from what point I'm though to elect who to get what like I don't know obviously exactly. uh, I don't salt think of the they earth people either. that have um have local support you know you get a lot of branch stacking so that the people that the local community loves get up yeah even if they're not real <laughs> that's people, that, that's how it they're, works they're, they're local yeah that's true you're right you're right you, you do it so that you get the people. So Albo was asked whether he should intervene, and he said, no, that's not appropriate. Andrews has been asked whether he should intervene, and he said, no, that's not. It's a matter for the MP himself, whether he should resign or not, which I think is fun. So there's a lot of this. It's not our problem. It's a lower level. It's a local issue, not a federal issue, not a state issue, blah, blah, blah. But my So, look, that's not cool. 
what they're doing is not cool and we need to be fair about that, you know, shit politicians, shit politicians. But what I love is, you know, is it bad? Yes. So Tudge came out and he says, uh, he described it as a, a systematic abuse of Commonwealth funds. How? <gasps> uh, <laughs> Hello, Sorry, Pot. Says the party Hello, that did- Pot. What? Kettle calling. Like, for fuck's the, sake. The, the temerity, like- the raw temerity of a, of a liberal federal minister to call out a systematic abuse of Commonwealth funds blows my mind. It beggars belief. So I managed to turn an ALP thing into liberals being cunts again. That's just how I roll. Oh, but the number of rorts of this government, like it's, it's, I know. You kind of forget all of them. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. was it about a JobKeeper coming out now that they fudged the, no. the numbers on it or something, wasn't it? That um, turned out they'd given not $23 billion to companies that still made profits, but $40 billion to companies that. Oh, made. my God. So yeah, it's, it's also gotten like huge. that park and, park and ride the train yep, kind of yep, thing where yep. they, you know, we're going to build a car park so you can, oh, my God. And the JobKeeper numbers that came out recently have gotten, they're they're quite abominable. And of course, they are shamelessly unashamed of of anything. But it's really like, what are they, what do I see there? 18, what is it? Nearly 19 cents of every dollar paid under JobKeeper that they do it in quarters, April, September, or Mm -hmm. six months, went to firms that did not fall by 30 to 50% of their required, the eligibility criteria was you had to drop 30 to 50%. So about 20 cents in the dollar went to firms that didn't. 20 cents in the dollar also went to firms whose sales rose. So now we're up to nearly Jerry 40% Harvey. of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly old Harvey Norman. Um, and these numbers continue. These percentages are just outrageous and to the tune of billions of dollars. And the fact is our, our current government can just say, well, no, that's all right. Cause if we'd taken it away, it would have been economically damaging. It could have caused more troubles than it's worth. All this hand-waving speculative uh, No, but the economically damaging thing doesn't work either because, it's, it, you know, as much as it sounds trite when Albo goes, oh, if we just gave everyone $300 or whatever to go and have a jab, yeah. you go, okay, so those people who are doing that are going to go out and spend that $300 in, ah. the, in, in the community yep. immediately, immediately. Yep. Like they, they don't have they, – they need to do that kind of thing. Look, like, yep. oh, in, in defence to JobKeeper, I think I – think the the policy of injecting policy a whole bunch of money, whole bunch of money into mm. the economy when a potential catastrophe was coming, totally sensible. And also, hundred yep. percent, the point about keeping people tied to companies or the, tied to their employers, sorry, yeah, tied to their employers, is, yeah. is really sensible. I think that was, I think that's um, innovative use of um, ter- yeah, terrible moment policy, surprisingly useful but, kind of policy. But boy, did they fuck it up! Yeah, that's the annoying thing, though. So then, also because it was done under duress, it was done under crisis, it was done at speed, and they were trying to do something right. If you fuck some bits up, say so and correct it. Yeah. No, no, no one looks to politicians and says you can never make a mistake, and if you do, I hate you forever. Maybe what? we do now. Or maybe what? we do now. But you know what I mean? Like, just say, oh, okay, that shouldn't have been, and we have to tweak the edges a bit. Mm. Why are you got to be such dicks about it? You know? Okay, that was an oopsie. Let's call it back. I mean, you can do it if it's people on unemployment benefits, obviously, obviously. but you can't do it to a corporation. It just like, stop being dicks. Also, yeah. also, if you're a corporation. And you took money that you didn't actually need. Just give it back, you losers. Give it back, you dicks. You're not dying. <laughs> yeah, like just just give it back. Yeah, be those people. And you know what? I would, I would, I would spend my money in a company that did that rather than a company that didn't. Oh, totally. And maybe I'd love to have a list. You got one? No, I don't. But someone don't should know. make I one. Someone should look do up. It. I think Mad Fucking Witches. Oh, oh, I bet they. That's yeah. good. That'd they be great. probably have. All right, a uh, couple of little tiny things. Um, yes, sir. Uh, you, we spoke last week about Tony Abbott going to Taiwan. Uh, <gasps> 
How did that go? The 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 minister for helping out. I think um, so. He did. He did his speech. <laughs> Former Prime Minister Tony Abbott has talked his way into uh, a provocative keynote address to the Yushan Forum in Taipei. Uh, mm-hmm. He accused China of displaying growing belligerence at Taiwan and warned that China could lash out disastrously at Taiwan. Uh, China's embassy in Canberra, and I, I, I like this because I hope that someone had to respond to this, but maybe they didn't. Uh, denounced Abbott as a failed and pitiful politician. Fucking good. <laughs> I wish we'd called him that, and we never did. Failed and pitiful is wonderful. Um, it suits him. But here's a story that I, I think is, I don't know, I ain't no, I ain't no reading the tea leaves of the High Court, but obviously uh, mm. we have already talked about the High Court once, but there's another story in the High Court, and, and some <laughs> interesting, I don't know what's going on here. So... Uh, in 2020, there was a ruling uh, that has been described as the High Court's most significant constitutional decision in recent years. Obviously, Ooh. you'd be familiar with this. Because um, it's on the front page of all the Murdoch press. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. Yep. But um, the federal government is seeking to overturn it. So the, the ruling was that Aboriginal Australians, uh, and the High Court ruled this, can't be, de- uh, can't be determined as aliens and can't be deported, which, you know, I okay. Think, I think. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a thing before. So, so the federal government is um, is fighting to attempt. Can I before to, you go into the detail? I, I just maybe you're going to get into this. Deported to where? Yeah. <laughs> what? Look. Okay. Uh, you, Can you imagine walking into a room and going, "No, we're going to deport you," and stopping? Like, what do you in, mean? Yeah. In. in, in in the government's defence, you can imagine there are people that um, are Aboriginal, uh, but also have citizenship of, of another country. Potentially, uh, have uh, maybe were okay. born in another country, but of um, indigenous, okay, okay, indigenous okay. parents or something like yep. that. So you you can separate potentially the idea of citizenship and, and Aboriginality or indigenous. Okay, uh, exactly, but still, <laughs> but still, it's just oh, it's a despicable thing. Um, but here's the thing. Um, so what they're, what they're saying is, so who is it? Uh, Stoker. Is it Stoker? Amanda Stoker? Um, God, she's oh, great. Stoker, she's going to be a great okay. prime yep. minister. Oh, oh, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so two of the judges that were in the majority, um, in the decision have since retired and been replaced by new judges who have been just. Dis- Described as uh, you know more mm. more of the black letter type judge. Uh, now Amanda Stoker um, there says there is a significant possibility that a reconstituted bench would reconsider the decision in the event of a challenge. Okay. Talking about talking about trying to get the High Court to look a bit differently, and okay. I don't like the. I know that obviously High Court. I don't like the direction this is going. No, High Court judges are obviously appointees. Um, but I think it would be a tragedy to end up in an American situation where yes. it becomes a hyper-partisan event, as opposed to picking judges who are eminently qualified, good judges, uh, who who and would hopefully attempt to ignore the politics and look at the, the actual and not life, justice of the law. We don't have lifetime appointments, do we? I actually am woefully ignorant. Uh, let's uh, say, I think it's 75. It's, mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, it's just a, I think it's a job. A, I think there's an age, I think, I think there's an age limit. I'm prepared to be corrected on that, but yeah. Okay. So it could kind of be lifetime appointments after all. But I just, the, the idea of potentially stacking a high court. Um, oh God, terrifying. Why we, yeah. Why don't we stop not, not a thing like we want to have. No. Anyway, you got any more? You got any more? No, no but I, think I, like I, I just have to say I agree with you and I, you know how I don't like doing that. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> it's pretty much 
the philosophy uh, of this podcast. Challenge goes out to you politicians. Challenge, challenge. You know, you know, if you're a staffer or you're a politician and you have been brave enough to listen to the end of this podcast, you know, get your politician on here. Say, put your hand mm. up. Be the first to come on here and um, have the sausage treatment. Yeah, show yeah, us what you're not going to be invited. Moment. Like, you have to nominate yourself. Yeah, self-nominate. Self-nominate. Yeah. And then, we, what was it? Treat you with a sausage. Something yep. like that. I don't know. Sausage in bunning style. Anyway, G'day Sausages is the podcast you just listened to. The voices on it were me, Will Grant. Me, CJ Josh. Ronald Q Toilet. Adios. Bye.